Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, Outriders? John, Josh, and Matt coming back at you again from the Hive of Scum and Villainy. What's going on, guys? Hi! How's it going? Oh, we got some big news this week. Big news? I mean, relatively big news. Always big news. The biggest news we've seen in eh, probably about a good month and a half, two months, huh? What would that be? His test was negative. Oh! oh. I didn't get that result I guess back. that means I'm clear then, too. Oh. <laughs> Woof. It's gonna make a lot of a lot less phone calls I have to make. <laughs> no, we got uh, we got some actual information on both the eWebs and a couple of the uh, cards the were revealed. D, FD. Yeah, yeah we so, got a yeah, release date there. for yeah. eWebs in yep. the tower, so that's good. October twenty yeah. fifth. I was gonna I was gonna tease it. Uh, I was gonna tease it. You're you're terrible at this radio stuff. So basically, what you're saying is I ruin everything. You you ruined everything, yeah. Josh. Yeah, you're the fun ruiner. It's funny you should say that. Because <laughs> I just started watching, it got dumped on Netflix, the uh, Adam Ruins Everything show. I did too. It's so good. It's amazing. I've never heard of However, it before. Actually, can, somebody mentioned it, and I I don't watch regular TV at all. But uh, I can only do like three episodes at a time before I start getting extremely vitriolic. It's upsetting. Just <laughs> yeah, it's upsetting. But, but uh, that's funny you should say that. Yeah, <laughs> We do a whole podcast on that. Yeah. Um, no, but the, like, uh, What's he using his hair? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strong <laughs> stuff. It's uh, it's something about Mary. Stops uh, probably lightsabers. Oh, ooh, ooh. Uh, no, the um, yeah, we got the release date for those, and also we got a few of the cards uh from the, from the specialist pack. Specialist, specialist pack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, got got spoiled. So FFG did their official announcement, their official announcement, which is different from their official announcement. Their pre sub official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got the article. So we've seen now there is a rebel com specialist is one of the uh, is one of the troopers. Um, pretty pretty basic. It Again, just... you're terrible at this tease thing. I was just gonna no, tease no, no. it. Just... I was just gonna tease it. Go we, don't, we don't have time to tease. We've got an extra large episode this week. We do. So yeah, we've got, well, we've got an along. extra large interview, and we yeah, also have so... yeah one of our friends of the show is gonna be here today. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Us. He's he's upgraded now because he's been on twice. Okay, so he's a BFF of the show now. Yes. Oh, he's a BFF yes. of the show. Yeah. What, yes. What's after BFF of the show? Well, fiance of the show. Fia- yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, but then your your girlfriend of the boyfriend of the show. Oh, I thought we had already. And then it's well, that's you know, there's a tier here. Because you, you, you don't go from BFFs what to What is this, MySpace? Well, yes. yeah, Who's I mean, in your top ten? It's eight. complicated. It's, it's top eight, and Tom oh, always whatever. has a place oh, in there. God. So you really only get seven. Relationship <laughs> status, it's complicated. Mm. Yeah. Are, are we like a polygamous organization? Do we have sure. multiple fiancés of the show? Sure. Okay, so there's not going to be just one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This we're, week on Sister Wives. We're very, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're poly here. We're, we're very down with that. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, nice. Just wanted to make sure. Each one uglier than the next. <laughs> All right, but first, before we get further into the the specialist cards and the uh, the preview for the emplacements, uh, we had a little bit of Star Wars news. Matt, what do we have? Just a little bit. Uh, the Resistance show came out over the weekend. Yay! So we're we're three episodes out in the. I know you're very John excited. Is, John is so fused. for the. Uh, so unfortunately, because of the nature of. Star Wars these days. I can't really go to a, hey, is this actually being well-received? Anecdotally, for the people like in my uh, Galaxy of Heroes Guild and uh, Sister Show uh, 
rate of free tattooing. It seems to be being very well received. Okay, great. So the X take that for what very, it's worth. The X Wing folks are very uh, happy. Yeah, because some we new saw, ships in there. We That's saw, cool. We saw a, uh, a new X Wing in there, which people are s- uh, suggesting is the T eighty five. I don't think it actually is designated in the show. And we also saw the first order tie interceptor. So that's cool. cool. That's super cool. cool. Yeah. All right. So it has uh, none of which has any bearing on Legion, no. but. No, 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 but yeah. but it has implication in the gaming world. And maybe we'll see ground some forces, ground in that forces, show sure. at some point. So doesn't mean I'm going to watch nice. it, but I'll no. Have to, I'll, at I'll least... let you know. I'm, I, I tried to watch it this morning. I couldn't get my little Disney app to work, so I'll, I'll try it again tonight. It's because you spent all your time watching Hannah Montana, and you re- you used all your hours. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that is the curse I bear. Were you watching it on a kid's tablet? That might be helpful. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely waterproof and chewproof, so oh. Probably. Well, you'd leave that around the store often, too, so it has to be chew-proof and waterproof. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, and if it's anywhere around me, it probably needs to be chew-proof. Let's be real here. <laughs> John, stop eating the iPad. <laughs> but there's a picture of a cupcake. It's <laughs> <laughs> all you do. Look up baked goods. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get back to the emplacements we were going to talk about. So we got the release date for the emplacements. Um Anything else released with that, or just no? Nope, we just, just know they, that they're just, shipping. Well, right? I mean, because well, we've seen, have we? We haven't seen preview articles for those yet, or we've seen. Yeah, we're pretty much. We I think they the, spoiled everything. We've seen the announcements, have they? Yeah, uh, because we, we know the they're going to have the turret generators and oh, all that that's that specialize right. yeah. the yeah, weapons. Okay. So so hard to keep track of all these articles. No, especially when they're months. Uh, yeah, months, <laughs> months, apart, months yeah. and months out. So so yeah, I mean, there's really nothing spoilery. Yeah, just when you can play them, but. Um, in the interview with LJ, they've been actually been using uh, the towers and the e-webs in Invader League yeah. for a while now. So. With a big asterisk. Yeah, so, you know, keep Stay tuned. tuned for the... Yeah, keep, yeah, keep it tuned right here to the rest of our interview. And Not going to we'll let you spoil that one, John. Just how, just how useful those are. See, yeah. that's how you do a tease, John. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, October 25th, they'll be in your... In your, your Grubby little hands, John. Nice. So you can paint up your rebel tower. Satellite dishes. Yeah. Satellite of love. Targeting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Targeting dish. All right. So we got that. And then, of course, we were talking about the specialists that were Specialists previewed. have been announced. So um, that's just the announcement. No yeah. previews. And generally in the announcements, they don't spoil a whole lot. Uh, we had already seen the, the, the leaders for each side that you can attach to a squad or run as its own generic commander. Um, at the Gen Con announcement, and now they've done the uh, they've gone ahead and released one card for the Rebel uh, communication specialist. Yeah. Basically, all that allows you to do is it allows you to add a comm slot to a trooper unit. Ah, okay. So because they don't have it native, obviously they don't have it native. Uh-huh. But you also have to include a comm upgrade if you do. So. <laughs> <laughs> which, makes which makes sense, right? Yeah. You can't put a comm guy on there and not give him anything to do. You don't go down to the phone store about to buy a phone and no service for it. Exactly. Um, so it's nine points for the comm officer. And then, you know, if you put a HQ uplink on it, it's another 10 points for that. But it does allow you to HQ uplink a trooper unit. That's or, cool. conversely, you don't have to put up HQ uplink. You can also put the comms jammer on there. Uh, right. Which you makes it kind of interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like to, you know, joke around with Nick Freeman a little bit yeah. on the uh, the Legion page. And Nick's been 
Nick's been so hot this week because he's been throwing out a bunch of these just like joke lists. Yeah. Just to you know, just to like you know call it, like got to throw people a curveball periodically, yeah. like mix it up. Yeah, but like he you know he brought that up and he was like you know look at this like, you just throw all these com jammers and impact grenades on these trooper units and run them in, <laughs> and I'm like. I like that. For somebody who likes to mix it up a little bit up close, like, yeah. I'm thinking that's not a bad idea. The push it forward player. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about, you know, kind of the impact that we ha- that the officers are having on snowtroopers mm-hmm. in LJ's interview. See, that's how you do a tease. Oh, okay. Again. Yeah. Oh, Radio There's 101 knowledge. So on much yeah, knowledge. Right, right, Your right, idea right. of a tease is wearing a mesh T-shirt out to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> to the not bar. saying it's not working. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's just because it's not working right now. <laughs> you, it's you laundry say, day. You say tease <laughs> like there's not the uh, like the you know promise of something else coming later. No. <laughs> Don't you threaten me with a good time? Yeah, it's a one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, leaving on that note, we're gonna uh, take a quick break here, and we'll be back with uh, friend of the show, LJ Pena, BFF of the show. Tune in every Wednesday to Radio Free Tatooine, a Star Wars podcast that's better than some and worse than others. Take a trip to a water cooler far, far away as we bring some casual, fun conversation into the Star Wars podcasting community. Hosted by me, Sean, my sister Amy, and John. Radio Free Tatooine. We may not know what we're talking about, but we sure know how to record it. For more, visit RadioFreeTatooine.com, a proud member of the Radio Free Tatooine Podcast Network. You're listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network, recorded on location at Power 9 Games. Whether you're looking for the latest releases from Legion, X-Wing, 40K, Magic, or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games, head to Power9Games.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER10 to get 10% off your order. Plus, shipping is free on orders over $100. Now, back to the Outriders. And welcome back, everybody. John, Josh, and Matt. And John, you you look different. John, wait, that's not that's not John. Did he shave again? I, I think he did. Only he shaved his head. Oh, oh. Wait. wait, no. Oh, have, uh, that's not John. We have a Pena in the building. We do. We have a. This is our first in studio guest. This is this is a. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. We've had we've had guests via the miracles of the internet. And now this is our. First in-studio guest, we're joined by LJ Pena, head honcho of Invader League, and also now kind of... Uh, the LVO kind of, shot caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of a big deal for LVO now. LJ, how you doing, man? Thank you guys for having me on in an official capacity and not over the wonders <laughs> of the internet. Yes. Um, my also other claim to fame that was not mentioned is I have a 1-0 lead uh, versus Josh in actual real-life uh, games. I don't know if you've listened to the show much. None of us are really any good. So I don't know how much I would trumpet that. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I punched out a fifth grader the other day. That was pretty good. So I'm feeling good about that. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same, same, same. Yeah. Samey, same. That's good. So anyways, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, you're, you're up here for some uh, vacation time, right? Yeah, we had a, a military ball that we did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a drill weekend. Yes. 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 Officially. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's military ball events, that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. whatever. Well, we got that out of the way and then, you know, had some spare time to come say hi officially because, again, you guys are helping with LVO 
and we've talked before and done the show, so I was like, hey, why not try to say hi, meet everybody in person, and come on for another episode. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. So let's let's talk Invader League, man. Let's uh, uh, For those of you who aren't familiar, Invader League is the uh, tabletop simulator using the Star Wars Legion module, and LJ runs a league. How many, how many folks are in that league? Uh, so we had about 67 total entries and about nice. 60 active players by the by the end of the round robin. By the end of the, the first round phase. robin, that's mm-hmm. so really good. For Holy round robin, how many games did each player play for round robin? So yeah. each player had to play uh, five games, or sorry, four games. There were five group players in each group, and so they played four games, and then uh, the top two from each group move on to a single elimination, which starts in just a couple days. So the round robin is complete. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you seen, kind of data trend wise, um, as far as? All of the games round robin. Like, how many people are playing Imperials? How many people playing Rebels? And uh, how awesome are Wookiees? And how awesome are Wookiees? <laughs> we'll get to that. We're going we to talk about that. I feel like I have to ask for John in a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, but so, uh, what have you seen? What kind of data trends, just in general, have you seen uh, from uh, the round robin play? So, for the sixty players that made up the final round robin group, we had thirty-two Empire. 28 Rebels. Wow. Uh, we started out with actually a greater amount of Empire, and then it shifted more towards the middle. Um, interestingly enough, as we're moving into the single elimination, we have 13 Rebels and 11 Imperials. So even though they were on the shorter end, they mm. have the majority of elimination players, which I thought was interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, in total, we were supposed to play 120 games. And we played 97 of those after buys and people that, you know, didn't Some of the, the active commitment. Player, you no know, the, yeah. the difference between the signed up and, and the active players. Which sure. honestly was fantastic yeah, that because like a, uh, last time yeah. we had uh, 90 games for the round robin and we played about 60 of them. Okay. So I saw an improvement even though we had more players and more games. The number of actual played games went up by like 15%, 20%, which was fantastic. So that was pretty cool. Um, cross-faction. Uh, just Rebel versus Imperial non-mirror match. We had 19 Rebel wins versus 19 Empire wins. Hmm. So with the two factions squaring off, and this is with, keep in mind, the unreleased content that's in there, um, we actually had Rebels take a swing uh, this time, which didn't surprise me because if you remember from the other episode we did, I had talked about that. I I kind of predicted that. Uh I thought with the tools that Rebels had at their disposal, they were going to win more games. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that was the case. Even though there were more Empire players, in the head-to-head matchups, the Rebels actually had the majority. So they're playing with a full panoply of Palpatines and Mm -hmm. Chewbacca's and... The the only caveat is, so we we have a parity system. So if one side gets something, the other side has to have something that is equal. Oh, okay. And so because the uh, the scout snipers and saboteurs did not make it in in time for the round robin to start, the rebels did not have those either. And so that you have to look at the data in a bit of a vacuum because not only do you have the unreleased units, but you had a couple little things that were missing. But for the most part, everything that we've seen made it in. So that influenced the numbers. But again, even without the Rebels having that sniper advantage over the Imperials, they still were, on average, winning more games. And so some of the other interesting data points that I was looking at. um, So there is a... You're scored in your group by your win-loss and then your uh, victory points. And victory points is just the margin of victory that you win over your opponents on objectives. Mm -hmm. So if I win... um, 
let's say I win key positions two to one, I get a victory and one victory point. And so I also kind of looked at how often we saw certain objectives, deployments, conditions, kind of thinking, okay, did they affect how many of each faction won a game, stuff like that. And so we're looking at, I'm looking at all the objectives, deployments, and conditions. The most played objective was intercept the transmissions. And out of 97 games, 32 one. of those were mm -hmm. intercept the transmissions, so a full wow. third. In those matchups, Rebels won 10, Empire won 6. Uh, recover the supplies was second, followed by moisture vaporators, key positions, and breakthrough. We only had eight breakthrough games compared to uh, the 32 intercept the transmissions. So that was that was the, yeah, the yeah, least favorite one. one. And I think yeah. um, looking at these, I can tell that they're influenced by the number of victory points you could get over your opponent. Intercept the transmissions has the bigger swing versus low number of points versus your winner having a higher number yeah, of points. Sure. So what we did was we capped it so you could only get three victory points from a win. You couldn't come away okay. with more than that. So if I won 10 to 2, right. I wouldn't get 8 points. I'd only get 3. So I think that helped, but you could see that players still gravitated towards that mm -hmm. because it's easier to come away with more points on mm -hmm. your win. I mean, you set up in the middle of the board, so there's less, you know, placement isn't quite as big a thing you mm -hmm. know, with advantage there. So I, I get that. And um, key positions, you know, obviously we've talked about that. <laughs> Having a big advantage. Not familiar we with that one. Right. We didn't it house fun. rule it. Yeah. We, we didn't mess with just it at all. We just we, written. we yeah. let it be just to see what would happen. And actually, that was the second least played objective hmm. with only 10 people playing it. Wow. Um, in that matchup, so... Do you think that that comes from people just realizing that it's just a broken card? It's a, it's a broken condition. So they just avoid it. It's flip too it whenever easy they to can. game. I, yeah. I think they flipped it whenever they could. Yeah. However, with the people that I talked to, their battle decks had it. The yeah. blue players okay. had it for sure. Okay. They didn't. I don't think they like got rid of it out of like I don't agree with this card. I'm just not going to touch it. But I I am sure that it was flipped as often as possible. Yeah. Okay. Because it came up in less than ten percent or around ten percent of games. Hmm. Um, but in that, the rebels and the empire were actually even, and we had uh, Orchimedes uh, never told me the odds. Yeah. Um, Asked people if they had won any of those key positions as red, and as far as we can tell, nobody had. Ooh, it's wow. which makes sense. Card. It's a broken card. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that's a pretty small sample size, but still. Yeah. Um, if if that's the results we're seeing across yeah. the board, you know, it makes sense to me that um, that would be the case. I'm I was hoping that maybe we'd get an imperial boba player on mm -hmm. the red player, uh, and they'd be able to use the bounty to yeah. get a point and mm. win. Um, or at least even it up. But right. as far as I could tell, and I had streamed a good number of games, mm -hmm. um, I couldn't, I, I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen anybody Never come away up. with those. So that was the objectives um, with deployment. Uh, major offensive was actually the most used. And surprisingly, uh, battle lines was the least used. And that really? kind of surprised me. Cause, yeah, I mean, I know, surprising. like, if you're playing physically in tabletop, people just want to sit there. They yeah. don't want to have to move that's, their stuff and all that. That's true. It removes that you know? lazy element. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I find uh, that in I'm real out. life games, I gravitate yeah. towards it. But um, I guess I'll be the player that's undecided. Yeah, if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I thought it was interesting that Disarray actually had one more play than Battle Lines. Disarray wow. had ten compared to Battle Lines. Nine. Disarray's fun. Disarray's fun. I um, like it. I think it's a I think it's a fun I would, card. I would to prefer play. Battle yeah. Lines. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so here's the the fun nugget from that. Um, there were six mirror matchups out of those ten, but 
out of the four non-mirrors, Rebels won all four, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. And I think that might have to do with you're more tempted to take two commanders because you've got the easy Leia option, and maybe they could control their forces better. I think maybe that had something to do with it, but I thought that was an interesting nugget. Yeah. And then, so major offensive was the most with 41. Then far behind it was advanced positions at uh, 23, long march with 14, and disarray with 10, battle lines with 9. And on the opposite side of that coin, uh, Empire won more long march matches than Rebels, which probably surprises nobody because they've tend to got the longer range firepower yeah. and that, yeah. that works in their favor a lot of times. And then the conditions, the, I don't know, least interesting ones, though I guess you could maybe come away with something from this, was that Rapid Reinforcements was actually the most played one. Wow. At 30 okay. out of 97. So a That's third a significant was portion. Rapid. Yeah. And do you think a lot of that has to do, because a lot of the chatter I've heard uh, just around kind of around the water cooler here locally mm-hmm. is that Rapid Reinforcements is going to be really fun with e-webs. Yeah, um, or, or snipers the, being able to you know drop them in behind some behind enemy lines or something like that. Where uh, do you think it's uh, that's the reason why that's so popular? Because there weren't snipers in okay. this Invader League meta. Sure, I think the number of FDs mm. was. Uh, was overrepresented with how players will probably play them once they're actually released. Oh, okay. And so I think there's a there was a correlation there because people wanted to drop the FDs down because we did rule that FD have the trooper keyword, mm-hmm. and so they were allowed to be dropped down with rapid reinforcements. And so I think people people enjoyed being able to use that. Um, I will talk about E-Webs Surprise and cannon. FDs yeah. here, in a, in a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. because really there's, there's to more to that. dig into with that. Yeah. But, yeah, so rapid was the most, followed by hostile environment, which happened last time too. Hostile huh. was like one of the first or the second. So I don't I, people just enjoyed it. They dealt with it. Um, followed by Limviz, Minefield, and Clear Conditions was the least played condition card. What? Yeah, we're masochists in Invader What League. kind of crazy, <laughs> pseudo, weird virtual reality do you live in? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And uh, it, things were pretty even amongst who won those matchups um, in Hostile Environment. That was the only, the real standout one was Rebels won 11 and Empire won 4 in Hostile. Huh. So, okay. I, again, that, I don't know if that has something to – you could dig into that more. But that was the only stat that was really different. So, okay. So that was the – that's just like a, a by-the-numbers breakdown of some of the interesting trends that we noticed when we – and we just broke this data down like last night. So this is all I say, games ha, Do they report in all of these things, or do you have a way to, like, uh, get the feeds of the games so you can actually pull, like, lists and – uh, results. When you report your game, you report who won, who lost, uh, the condition cards that you used. Okay. Um, and then the victory or the objective points on each side. Yeah. And then the form does all the rest of the work for us. Oh, okay. So uh, we are directly getting the battle card data. Wow. Um, Submitting your list was optional because you can change lists in between your games, and you knew what map you were going to play on. So you could oh, tailor really? your list to each map, which gotcha. I'm, I like that. I yeah. think it was fun to see the strategy because sense. you could either try to get really good with one list and play it through all four games or tailor to the different maps. And so it was cool to see some of that strategy, and I mm. did get some of that feedback. Uh, but we get better feedback during the elimination phase because then you have to choose one list. Uh, okay. So um, on our website, 
here in a little bit because people are still submitting their list. But by Tuesday, I think it is, you should see all 24 single, single elimination lists and be able to look at that. How long until we have a clear victor? Um, it'll be the first week of November. Cool. Or cool. so. Well, That's I guess awesome. we'll have to have a second part of this. Yeah. yeah. So and the maps that you guys play on, I, yeah. I've seen pictures of the maps on table. Oh, those are so cool. I, those I'm, are great maps. I'm so excited because um, the the Bespin map, which uh-huh. is mm-hmm. one of the ones we get the best feedback on. That that was the clear winner when I asked people which map they thought was the favorite. Um, so that's we made that map using files from Dan Wolf Games because that's terrain that they make and sell. Oh. And so you can get that terrain if you like it. The cool thing that we're doing is he is actually going to be bringing that and or sending it. He doesn't know if he's coming or not to LVO. Nice. So we are going to make. So we could do some Bespin maps. We are going to make that map. Oh, damn. From Invader League. A table. A table uh, at that's LVO. That's great. Yeah, that is too cool. Love it. So we are, we are so excited uh, for that. That's going to be. I love community. I know, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, and, you know, and I'll bring this up now because we had talked about it earlier, but I, I think the things that this community does for this game uh-huh. is the reason it'll continue on into year two. I mean, oh, the yeah. community has put this game on its back. And the support that I have seen as someone who has done Invader League. I mean, Invader League is a national or, you know, a, a worldwide tournament mm-hmm. that anybody can join. And, you know, it's, it's a virtual thing. You, you can't physically, like, meet and talk to people. It's just not the same as, like, doing a tournament at a con. But I had $675 in prize support for it. It's pretty good, you know. Yeah. For pretty good for that, yeah. And it's it's these these people that have stepped up and they've created a business, they've run a podcast, mm-hmm. they've done something to contribute to the community that has honestly brought it to the next level, and it's yeah. fantastic to see that. Absolutely. All right, so. so let's let's talk about some units, okay? Because you guys get all the shinies. <laughs> yes. Here's what we really want to know, and nobody cares about Wookies, so we're not even going to talk about them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, John. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares about Wookies. I mean, I'm no. an Empire player, so <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, in that they there's no snipers. Later, labor yeah. is why you care about <laughs> right Wookies. So no snipers, but uh-huh. um, let's talk about Wookies, Royal Guard, mm-hmm. uh, emplacements. Um, what kind of trends are you guys seeing as far as what's getting used the most, what's overperforming, what's been disappointing? So we've gotten data from around half of our players. We ran a quick survey this last week just to kind of see what people thought of some of these newer units and how often they had used them. Um, so we've got the tournament started uh, the first week of September, mm-hmm. and so we did this survey based on unreleased and new units. So uh, we did ask questions about like Han um, and Commandos as well as like Boba that was about to come out, stuff like that. And so we asked players uh, by faction some questions. So we asked the Imperials, did you use Boba in the majority of your games? Vast majority said yes, mm-hmm. which makes sense, right? Yeah. Scouts, vast majority said no. And really? I only saw one game where I saw somebody use Scouts, but again, Sans heavy weapons. So yeah, they were using so they them as badass fleets. Gotcha. But yeah. even the player that did, uh, that, that I saw, didn't really get a lot of mileage out of them. Okay. So uh, base scouts not making a splash yet. 
I'm sure uh, once the, the next league that has sniper rifles and all that kind mm-hmm. of, we'll yeah. see a big swing. For the that. single elimination, I'm very excited to see. Oh, are they going to be introduced there like? for they that are. portion? Yeah. So oh, we, nice. okay. we, yeah. we take a look at the rules, the points, the cards um, at the halftime uh-huh. and say, okay, let's change this. And that's cool. The only thing that's going to be changed, we're not changing any command cards, we're not changing any points costs because we did have to pick a cost for Chewy. We went with 110 because I had talked to some people worked with some sources and that's what we that's what we ended up on um, but the only um, unit change is the addition of snipers and saboteurs on both sides okay um, and that was actually one of the questions I asked in the survey was are you planning on using snipers in the single elimination <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> um, I gotta say the most controversial unit um, as far as are they good are they terrible has been the the Royal Guard really people can't make up their mind on if they're gonna be awesome or if they're a waste of points. I think that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. That's been – I've seen a lot of mixed reviews. Um, and then we've got about we've got about a 40-60 split. Are they running him, them with Vader is my question. I've seen, yes, a okay. lot. A, a ton of Vader. I, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know why you'd use them without Vader. And all the players that I casted their games, I believe, use them with Vader. Oh, okay. Um, but we've got about a 40-60 split. 40 said they did not, or they used them in majority of your game. Uh, 60 did not. So hmm. less Imperial players used them. Okay. Um, but some people still tried them out, which was good. Um, I don't think I saw a single game with Palpatine. Wow. Um, Palpatine, we don't know. There's some force powers there to be spoiled, I believe. Sure. And okay. we knew two of his command cards. But again, the way the parity system worked out was his three pip was not legal. His one mm. pip was. So, hmm. I, but I really don't think an entire legion had any bearing on whether people used him or not. I think at the moment, without knowing his other force powers, a lot of people just simply found him too expensive. Okay, and that opted for like Veer's Boba, because yeah. that's mm-hmm. the same points. Yeah. So I think that's why we didn't see a lot of Palpatine use. I'm hoping somebody picks him up for the single limb. Uh, Ewebs, Ewebs were no. They did not use a majority of them in their games. Hmm. Hmm. That's um, interesting. To me. I'm going to talk about the eWeb comments because last time, I think last time we talked, I was mixed on eWebs, and yeah. I'm going to bring some of the data in okay. here yeah. in a minute. But we actually have no, a majority did not use eWebs. Um, for the Imperial's favorite new unreleased unit was Boba, followed by the Royal Guard, followed by the eWeb. Nobody answered Palp. Nobody answered Scouts. But again, pre-sniper. Right. Sure. Okay. So that opinion will probably change. And that was about 50% of the responses in total from the survey were Imperial. So it was it was evenly split by the factions, which was good. Moving on to the Rebel side, um, it was about a 50-50 split on if people used Han or a lot. I saw a lot of interesting Han play. Mm-hmm. And for players that like to play mind games with their opponents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking to you, Nick Freeman. <laughs> um, honestly, they love him because yeah. his command cards can cause just total mayhem with they, your opponent's plan. Yeah. And that's something that we had recently talked about because you don't get that in Tabletop Simulator because you can't physically read somebody 
and mess with them as easily. <laughs> you you can uh, we you know, yeah, you yeah. voice chat. You voice chat, same. but it's not the same. Yeah. And so that was actually an interesting thing that maybe people can dig into. But the majority of them had not used Han, but it was almost 50-50. It was pretty close. Oh. Um, a majority of people did not use Chewie. Um, I think, again, they found his point scots too expensive. But I will tell you that the people that did use him faithfully during the round robin loved him. Oh, Okay. Um, for so the, more than meets the eye than um, yes. what's, the, what's on paper. Yeah. Um, okay. Han, Leia, Chewie yeah. is pretty potent. Um, <laughs> I think people are realizing that for like the Wookiees and Chewies that have the, the larger health pool, it, it can take a long time to chew away. Yeah, and it's an hey. absurd amount of action economy and synergy mm-hmm. between the three of them. So it, yeah. absolutely insane. That was that was a big one that I think people people hold discovered. on to your fear, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, unlike the scouts, pe- there were a couple people that used the commandos in the majority of their games. So people tried the naked ones because, you know, they're just upgraded yep. rebel troopers. So mm-hmm. people were willing to try that. Yep. I, I was surprised by them when last time I tried them. So, mm-hmm. um, the, so the, did you use Wookiees in a majority of your games was 50, 50 split across rebels. Oh, okay. So some of them like used them once and then kept using them. Some of them didn't use them at all or tried it and then stopped. Okay. And these are all these questions are a majority of your games. So, sure. you know, half or more. And the, so the, the so, Wookiees, okay. Wookiees were about half. Nice. Okay. Um, but I'll save the Wookiee comments for the end. And the FD was almost the same, but a majority. So it was about 60-40 in favor of the FD in a majority of your games. So once players used surprising. them, they kept using it. And again, huh. I think some of that has to do with the no scout vacuum. Or no, no, no oh, sniper yeah, yeah. vacuum. Right, right, right. Um, so I want to see how many people are still using the FDs when we get to the single the elimination next yeah. week. Yeah. So we'll see what things look like. And so for Rebels, their favorite unreleased unit was Wookiees. Oh. That got the vote for their favorite okay. unreleased unit, um, followed by uh, Commandos and Han split evenly, and then uh, Chewbacca and the FD split evenly. Okay. So Wookiees actually had the majority at about 30, 33% of the vote for the unreleased units. Nice. Um, and that's, again, that's just from the Rebel players. I didn't ask both sides that right, question. Yeah. So the, one of the big... Keep your opinion to yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> one of the big data points that I thought was interesting was that... So I asked the question for all factions, will you be taking snipers in the elimination phase? And that was 80, 80%. So. Yes. Yeah. 80%. 80%. Yes. But that's, uh, that's so, actually, I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty big. And there was one person that actually said no. And then one person that said, I haven't decided yet. So the other, like, <laughs> the other 28 were like, yes. Uh-huh. So we, and, yeah. and again, we got about half the people that played in the round robin to, you know, submit to the survey in time. So there's other people that were left well, out of Well, the one this. that's undecided, we'll probably end up taking it. And the yeah. other one that said no is probably just lying to themselves. Yeah. We'll, we'll think about you fondly <laughs> yeah. at, the, at the finals. Oh, mm-hmm. you're the non-sniper guy. I heard <laughs> yeah. about you. Um, that's, like, that's like me taking Vader with no saber throw. Yeah. Well, uh. <laughs> well, this is why you lost the game today. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no he, he didn't. Take he got beers. Yeah. Um, so we and the, so one of the other I think very telling questions that I asked was which faction is better, <laughs> and this was everybody. This wasn't you know. Do you think your faction is the best? This yeah. is everybody just asking. Let me guess. Rebels all said Imperials are better. Imperials all said Rebels are better. Um, I had forty three percent. Say neither. Oh. So almost fifty percent hmm. said 
things are balanced where they are. Dude. Only 13% said Imperial. That doesn't surprise me. The other 43% was Rebels. Wow. So the Rebels and the Neither was split even. And then Imperials filled in the filled in the gaps. That and, doesn't surprise me. You know, and again, this is this is non-sniper meta. Yeah. And so I know certain things are going to change the game. But even with you know Boba, who's a great utility tool, mm-hmm. and you know the creative ways that I saw people using uh, Royal Guard. By the way, Royal Guard with new ways to motivate them yeah. is fantastic. Throw tenacity, fun. and you've given yourself a free red attack die. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, even with those strategies coming into play, we saw with the number of wins that Rebels got in head-to-head matches um, and, you know, this polling as well, saw them come out on top, which is, again, very uh, very concurrent with what I had mentioned, uh, you know, a month or however long it was ago when we last talked. I was pretty sure that by this point Rebels were going to be on top. And I'm honestly not sure that the tools Imperials are getting by, let's say, LVO mm-hmm. are going to change that. Um, I, I think maybe we'll see some people get creative with some of these new units coming out. But getting on to the last part of this where I ask over and underperformed, you know, did you exceed expectations? Did this unit under? Um, you know, I don't know if the new units that are coming out are going to shake the game up for Imperials in a way that are going to make them even more competitive. Well, we must have faith in our Emperor Palpatine mm. to uh, shake things up when we I, get all of yeah. his cards spoiled. I hope there's a force speed card in there oh. because then units like Vader and even Palpatine are going to take mm-hmm. on a new life. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll just have to see. But uh, so you get those hoverboards and just start scooting across the field. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you should try spinning. I hear it's a good trick. It's a good trick. I mean, <laughs> come on. Um, all the best pilots in the galaxy agree. So it's I asked um, all factions what new unreleased unit um, exceeded your expectations the most. And so that wasn't just your faction. That was pick one thing from both factions that you think um, exceeded. Okay. And on the Imperial side, it was it was Boba. Um, a lot really? of people agreed that he exceeded their expectations. Wow. Because um, I thought I think people were probably really expecting a lot for a man to have it exceed that even further. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's crazy. They were. Uh, I think people are realizing that he's a high skill cap piece. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. can and Josh and I, we you know we talked about this at the end of our game, but yeah. you can use him very efficiently, and he's a great you know kind of striker like Luke is, where he can get in there and do a lot of damage. But if you you know if you get him too exposed, if you make a wrong move with him, if your mm-hmm. opponent gets him in a corner, five health doesn't actually last that long. No, right. search be damned, it can he can yeah. still go down. Yeah, uh, especially with the amount of units that have Pierce. And, yeah, and, his, his and impervious to Pierce and, doesn't make him impervious to Pierce. Yeah, no, right. he's not invulnerable. He's <laughs> no, just yeah, yeah. A nigh it just invulnerable. gives you a better <laughs> chance. Yeah. yeah, and so I, I think on the let's see, on the not Boba side of things, um, uh, people were surprised by Imperial Royal Guard. They, they, as I said, they're a bit divided on that, but okay. they, generally they liked him. Um, I like it when there's not just like, this is a clear-cut superior unit. Everybody's going to take this. If there's some divisiveness on it or people are, you know, not sold or maybe it doesn't suit their play style, great. I like to to have options, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, And it's just, yeah, up to how you play it, how you build your list, and how you want to support, you know, whatever troops you're bringing. On the uh, Rebel side, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight votes for Wookiees. And this okay. is 30 people took the survey. 
eight out of 30, and this is they had to choose one from either faction, voted for Wookiees. So Wookiees were actually the unit that was mentioned most as exceeded expectations. Wow, okay. So a very positive turn for Wookiees. And people are actually getting into their shooting. They, with you, the you, uh, bowcaster and think the with, Yeah, you think oh, okay. with Wookiees and like the unhindered and just the, just the general close combat shenanigans that you can do with them, you'd think they'd be picked more for that ability. But people honestly liked their shooting. They enjoyed using using the bowcaster with its you know with its pierce yeah and no. with rebels having uh getting more um access to pierce the more releases come out it seems oh, yeah that is nice it's you could make an all pierce army almost well you could you yeah. could have like luke and leia commandos, and wookies, fleet troopers yeah. and commanders and wookies and yeah. everything in your army has pierce yep and i think that's what people kind of started suck to pick on those up red on. dice yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, right wow I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think about, but that's what people are doing. Now, with the Wookiees, what a lot of people mentioned was that they they don't recommend you take too many of them. Because Wookiee squads can get expensive very quickly. Mm-hmm. And they take up what a lot of people have called valuable sniper spots. <laughs> <laughs> so the people that sure. have played with the snipers in real life and are like now looking at, okay, well, when these Wookiees come out, what can I do to start altering my list? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll see a very comfortable meta of two snipers, one Wookiee. Yeah. And then the Wookiee is your utility unit. Mm-hmm. You can use it to run up to line of sight, blocking terrain, pop out, charge something, or use it to back up you know a flank that you think is going to be weak. Because what the real strength of the Wookiees were – were were the wounds i mean three wounds a model is a lot and when you're positioning them carefully behind heavy cover you know it's like you'll shoot at somebody and you'll get two hits through the cover three hits through the cover and you know with wookies it's like yeah you'll put a couple wounds on them but they still have all four models or all Mm -hmm. three models do we know if they were running them with any extra upgrades beyond like bowcaster or anything tenacity tenacity almost universally tenacity nice uh because why not? It's mm-hmm. four points for a free red die in close combat. Why would you not yeah, take tenacity? That sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> somebody put tenacity on Boba. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like now his boot spikes He's are even super better. kicking boots, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's four points. If you have an awkward space in your list, yeah. what unit cannot benefit from it makes that Makes more card? sense than like, you know, the environmental gear or something. Yeah. Or climbing ropes. Yeah. Oh, well, and... That actually one of the things that people have started to do um, as we or they've talked about as we moved into the single elimination is put the the climbing gear on the snipers. That's what they've talked a yeah. lot about, just to really get them in those positions without losing a model. That makes sense. Stuff like that. That's been very big. So that's exceeded expectations. Nice. Now we get to the the bottom half of the order. <laughs> yeah, uh, which which units didn't really live up to what people thought they were going to do. The the eWeb was universally agreed to not perform anywhere near that people thought it was going to. Okay, why? Why why, why is that? Because it seems with the ability to move, mm-hmm. uh, unlike the, I mean, it, it's surprising to me that so many people like the the tower, but not the eWeb when one can move and the other one just sits there. But the other one's not uh, just sitting there and throwing more dice at things. I think well with the FD again. Got to look at it in a vacuum. Yep. It wasn't threatened by snipers. Mm-hmm. And with the with the ability to, as you saw with the data, rapid reinforce and use uh, stuff like intercept the transmissions to dictate exactly where the objectives are going to be, 
you can manipulate those two factors to get FD coverage. Yeah. And I think that's probably why you saw the FDs being more successful. Beyond Again, those control parameters, they may not be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see a huge drop off in their usage for single illumination. And in a month, we'll see, I mean, really in a couple of days, we'll see if that's true or not because we'll know all the lists. Yeah. So we'll see if the FDs stayed or if they were dropped for other stuff. Um, yeah. The, the eWeb was by far the unit that was mentioned the most. Something like one, two, three, four. Yeah, around 10. So around a third of the responses wow. were just that one unit. Um, and other stuff that was brought up. Again, Royal Guard was brought up on both sides of the fence. Okay. Um, there were actually a couple people that put Boba. There was two people really? that put Boba. And I think that's because, as I, as I mentioned, like that high skill cap. Skill yeah. It can be hard to use them correctly. You know, Sorry, but, guys. Yeah. Um, but... Really, the eWeb. Um, the eWeb was not only did people put the eWeb, but people would put eWeb with comments. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so like, like they, 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 t- like a lot of people just put. We're gonna like, blog about this responses, for a while. but they, yeah. yeah, they blogged about it. Uh, one person said, "Only use them a little. Don't think it added much to the Imperial Army. Don't do enough work." Um, somebody said, "It isn't being played or utilized to its full potential, so it might take Makes some sense. time to figure mm-hmm. out how to use it." Uh, I found um, the eWeb in my game was a little racist. It was kind of off-putting. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we'll make a podcast about racist eWebs at a later date. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know there, there's um, there's somebody in the Discord that really liked using um, eWebs in conjunction with Vader and Force Pull. And so have the eWebs <laughs> stand by uh, and then Vader yeah. pull <laughs> into somebody had found some success with that. So I don't know sure, if Sure, let's spend like 250 points making sure our eWebs are being utilized to their maximum potential. Yeah, they what what people are finding that the lack of range hurts, you know, compared to the FD, which is range four. Sure. Uh, the mobility hurts. The health pool hurts. Yeah. Um, okay. Because it's got the same save stormtroopers, so people not making as many of those as they would like. And um, somebody said, which I thought was an interesting point, I was never able to effectively use it to stop trooper units from advancing. Hmm. And okay. so people are using it as like a stopgap. suppression. A, a, yeah, kinda, suppression yeah. or a, even like a – and oh, yeah, and a lot of people took them naked. They didn't take a barrage or – Any of the general impact. Oh, okay. um, I, huh. I will say that for the eWebs and for the FDs, I saw a lot of them with no upgrades. A lot of them with no That's upgrades. That's really surprising. Well, because like well, – especially I think this matters more for the FD – if you have your FD in a position or the game changes and the FD cannot shoot at anything, then you're wasting 70 plus however many mm-hmm. points you've dumped in upgrades. Sure. So if you've dumped a broad generator on there and it's now 80 points, mm-hmm. that's near, you know, that's what, that's 10% of your army mm-hmm. that can do nothing. And you're throwing away 10% of your or points. Or is it locking down and anchoring that portion of the board? It could be. The and enemy that, away. That's why I think you saw players influence the game with stuff like Intercept and Rapid. Uh-huh. Because they wanted to ensure that it could do something like that. Okay. You know, it, 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 its saves are not that impressive. No. But its ability to sit somewhere and throw six black dice out yeah. and, and aim are great. Yeah. Um, with the eWebs, I saw a couple people uplink them, and I think those people found more success because they could better dictate what when the eWebs did. How they, yeah, okay. So I think that that helps some people. And you know, the the Veers Veers likes eWebs because of um, Imperial Discipline. Yeah. Because if you uplink and barrage your eWebs, 
then you refresh all Ready, of that all at the that, same yeah. time. Yeah. So some people use them in clever ways like that. But yeah, that was the one that I think, uh, you know, basically let people down the, the most <laughs> mm. uh, from, from the comments that I, I saw. And the, some of the, I asked for some additional comments. Some of those comments were like, the FD is probably not going to be as good once snipers take the field. Yeah. Yeah. Snipers are going to change the field massively. Yeah. Uh, somebody wrote, Han, Leia, and Chewie are legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody said, yeah, I said Boba Fett was a negative, but I think he can be very good. People need more practice as he is different well, from the rest go. of the Imperial yeah. Army. Okay. Fly better. Fly better. Yeah. There you go. You can. So yeah, so that was that was some of the talking points that that I had found, and I think we're looking forward to seeing how these units change. Yeah. Over over time, as we get into the single elimination, um, as far as what the single elimination looks like, I told you that there were thirteen rebels, and um, eleven imperials. We mm-hmm. all, we were almost dead even. Um, the top-seeded imperial player is, or sorry, player is actually an imperial player. Um, so even though out of the top ten, eight out of the top ten are rebel, mm-hmm. the highest-seeded player is an, imperial, an imperial player, and he had four wins, zero losses, and eleven victory points. And wow. as I said, you could only get three per match max. So he had a max so he, of twelve. He almost maxed. Yeah, yeah wow. maxes Damn, matches. That's pretty good. And then uh, Orchimedes from Never Tell Me the Odds, he was actually the guy in second place with four wins and uh, ten victory points. So he was pretty close. Nice. Um, Can we give him the Grand Admiral Thrawn Award for uh, if he gets to finish out the series in first? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. The master tactician. Cool. Yeah, looking looking at that, it was interesting to see that even amongst all the you know the rebel wins across the board, that yeah. it was still an imperial player and an imperial player that's actually very well known for playing Vader. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's yeah he's one of the better I better known is a bit of a way of saying it, but he he's known for using Vader very infamous. effectively. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, infamous. <laughs> there we yeah. go. One of the things I love about Invader League is you have all the toys. Oh, like yeah. we can we can talk sit here and talk about the meta that 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 will be right. Mm-hmm. It's not the meta we got now, but get a little it, peek behind yeah, the future. Yeah, and you yeah. really get a good idea uh, as to what's going to be good. Granted. You're not playing, not playing with snipers, things like that. But it's really great to see what these units are actually going to play like once they get released. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know, I know. Coming from X-wing, we would see ships that would get announced and then they'd get spoiled and previewed, and everybody's like, "Oh wow, this looks like it's gonna be really good." And people would come up with lists and everything, and then they'd hit the table, and you're like, "God, this this ship kind of sucks." Yeah. Um, you know. It's great to see Invader League out there kind of doing that work for us ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. So let, that let us harvest all the well, fun so, data. Yeah. Uh, well, but it also takes away some of that trial and error. Yeah. You know, because I know it, it, as a gamer, it's never any fun when you take something and you theory craft it and you think, ooh, this is going to be good, and then it isn't. So thanks for doing all that theory crafting yeah, for us. It's like uh, a front row sheet, uh, seat to a beta test. Kind yeah, of basically. But, right. Honestly, overall, it sounds very positive for the most part, you know, with the, with the few exceptions. Mm-hmm. But uh, some, I, I know a few months ago when you were on and the, the Wookiees were kind of like, eh, and now they seem really like a, a very viable solution right. for uh, Rebels. So that's, that's exciting stuff. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think one of the one of the bigger points that we really didn't get to talk about a lot when and I honestly, I think I forgot them because I didn't see them a lot was um, you know, backtracking a little bit. Um the officers. 
Mm. I realized oh, I yeah. didn't oh, really specialist. I didn't yeah. really mention the specialist, and you know, of course, we only know of one real one at the moment, mm-hmm. the, the generic officer and the officer upgrade. Um, and I think, on the whole, the command cards that the characters come with are the best. You know, are they? Some of the command, some of the you know, the command cards you get with Luke, Leia, Han, Veers, Boba, Vader. You you can't replace them. They're good. Yeah. And so. I don't think the I don't think people had a lot of success or got a lot of use out of the generic officer leader. Okay. However, I know a lot of people really enjoyed the squad upgrade. Think of stuff like fleets and snows. When you get okay. rid of their action economy, their effectiveness goes down tremendously. Yeah, okay. And so like for me, like when I when I play games with people on tabletop simulator, I love to use snows with officers because <laughs> then you can just you can keep that one suppression on you. I don't care because I have two courage. You get both nice. your actions in, which yeah. is critical for snows. Right. And you get cover. And you get a free point of cover. Nice. And so, and if you keep a couple of those squads together, mm-hmm. they do get, um, you know, the the ability that Veers has to get rid of a point of suppression. Mm-hmm. And they can just build off each other. So if, like, this squad to your right has two suppression on them, well, now I activate. Now they're down to one. And, like, they can kind of support each other in that way, which is kind of cool. Um, but not a lot of people talked about or mentioned those, which is oh, why I kind of skipped right over sure. them. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah, if they're not writing comments or it's showing up in the data, but that, that actually sounds really good. Yeah. yeah, so not as much on the generic leader um, because command cards are powerful for the named people. Right. Um, however, the officer upgrades, I think, did get some use, which was good. Um, and then the other one I forgot to talk about was we did also have the two spoiled generic command cards. The sabotage oh, okay. communications mm-hmm. yeah. um, and the, the other one, the Imperial one. Nobody used the Imperial one. Hmm. Sorry, FFG. The Imperial one's kind of dumb right now. <laughs> because if I'm playing against Leia and Luke, I know what command cards they're going to have. There's not enough variety in this game for there to be a mystery yet. Right. The Imperial yeah. one lets you look at two command cards Something mm-hmm. like that, from yeah. the other hand, yeah. and then you put them back. Yeah. Cool. Great. That was fun. Yeah. Good deal. Sabotage, I saw used effectively a couple times. Sabotage, I think, is actually going to be... I mean, it depends on what commanders you take as a rebel, but I think that one's actually going to become fairly commonplace after a while because, let's say, I use you know a three pip that lets me control a good part of my army. Now you only get to use you know probably one unit instead of mm-hmm. three units. Mm-hmm. So. I, could, I could see the other one becoming useful once we have like the Han, Leia, Chewie you mm-hmm. know thing going Synergy, on. Synergy. Then right. they don't have the ability that you actually have to pick and choose what's going into your command, and so mm-hmm. you you know being aware of what's coming on. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Han shooting first. I get it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Now I know that yeah. they took <laughs> for sure reckless yeah. diversion. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, the other options. Right, so right. it might be useful down the road. Right I mean, now, not I, I, so much. Yeah, by and large, they're just supposed to be kind of meh options that fill up your hand. Because yeah. they're just crappy leaders. All right, so we're, we're getting short on time here. So uh, real quick, you're also, in addition to Invader League. What's that? I got plenty of time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> in addition to Invader League, you're also heading up a, lo- a lot of the effort at LVO. So um, I, you've been teasing boards and prize support. Uh, real quick, let's let's tell us a little bit about some of the stuff coming up for LVO. So for those people who haven't signed up yet or haven't made the decision to make the trip, if you're maybe in, in Arizona or Salt Lake or, you know. Uh, spoiler, yeah, the more people will get signed up, the more table space right. and everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So how many signups do we have right now? And then tell us a little bit about some of this awesome prize support that you guys have lined up. 
Yeah, so I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm in charge of LVO, the Legion tournament. <laughs> I, I don't, I honestly, it had nothing to do with Invader. I just asked the right person at the right time, and oh, they were like, you, you do this thing. Oh, you forward, yes. and everybody yeah. else stayed in line. Okay, and so, you know, having having played in, like, the, the tabletop, uh, the, the Warhammer community for a while, and going to some of these tournaments, I was like, well, you know, I've ran stuff like this, and I, I think I could do it. And... This is this is year one of this game. Mm-hmm. People are there's no best strategy yet. There isn't. People are still figuring this stuff out. And so an opportunity to be part of the competitive scene so early on was something that I really wanted to to try, but also use as an opportunity to continue to grow this game. Mm. And LVO is going to be a celebration of the community. Because if anything is going to keep this game going past year one. It's because people like yourselves and the you know the people that make terrain and all these companies that are out there have put this game on their back and have stepped forward and done something to get people interested and to continue your interest past the beginner's box. And so what we're going to do at LVO is we're going to try to celebrate that community in different ways. Nice. We're going to have... The, the businesses represented on the table numbers. We've got people that have sponsored you know, a lanyard, so when you walk in, everybody's going to walk out with an event lanyard. We have uh, models that we're giving away, mats that we're giving away, terrain that we're giving away at the end of the event. Oh because so many of these community members have come forward and been like, yes, I want to help out with this. It, this is honestly, it's been the easiest event to start setting up. Because so many other people want to come forward and help with it, which Yay. has been fantastic. Yeah. So right now we've got uh, 32 total that have registered for the event, that have actually registered for the tournament. Which, four months out, yeah. that's great. Because that's right. honestly, yeah. Frontline, from what I understood, was hoping for 20. So we're already exceeding their expectations. And Yay. that's why you had mentioned... <laughs> well, now it's time to blow it out of the water. Yeah, right because right? when you had mentioned signing up now is because they've actually got around the same number of tables... Uh, locked in for us as we do have entries and so the more people that we have registered now we'll start to edge other things out of the space and get more tables right now i don't have to cap the number of people that can go in the tournament but the closer we get to 40 and depending on how many tables we get the likelier that's going to become so if you're on the fence if you've never been to a convention before we want lvo to be the premier legion tournament we want it to be a celebration of our hobby, and we want it to be one of the biggest you know, events of the year for Competitive Legion because we'd like to you know, really use it as a meeting point for different community members to you know, meet people, meet the people that they're working with, mm-hmm. and also for us to, to celebrate the competitive side of Legion, really show you know, how awesome it can be, what this higher level of play looks like. And if you've never been to a convention before, uh, you know, this is this is going to be a great one to go to because there are so many people that come from all over the place to play games uh, at an awesome venue in Vegas, and you're yeah. not you're not in you know you're not in nowhere. You're yeah, in. You're coming to Vegas. This is somewhere. It's in yeah. a casino. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, so it's a you know it's it's a destination tournament in in the best style because you can come to Vegas, you can enjoy the sights, the sounds. And currently, you know, it's a three-day con, and we only have – the tournament's only on Friday. Right. So if you want to go, you want to go to painting seminars, of which there are so many because it's a, it's a big Warhammer tournament, if you don't know. 
Um, there's so much else to do there. And I think for some people, it'll be easier for them to convince their, you know, their spouses, their significant others, their family members. Right. I go, I play one day, and then the and, rest and of the weekend. And you get a spa day, yeah, you know, yeah. go pamper yourself <laughs> at wherever. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was able to go convince see Magic my. Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was able to convince my my wife to come, and she's actually gonna uh, take pictures and update like our social media stuff nice. during the event That's because cool. she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna be taking pictures and uploading them on the day. So she'll be the one with the camera in the Endor uh, Leia stuff, if you weren't sure. Nice. Well, that's the other thing. This is Vegas. Yeah, So yeah, we're yeah. making this <laughs> tournament look like Vegas. Let, let me talk about those things real quick. So we have somebody that's uh, somebody that's going to be taking pictures dressed up. Um, my my marshal is a 501st guy. And so yeah. he, uh, the, the guy that is essentially the judge for the tournament, is going to be in full Imperial Officer regalia. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> And we also have a couple other fun theme things, as I said, um, the, the tables. And, and John's onesie. Yeah, yeah. he'll be in uh, his Wookiee yeah, onesie. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you have to do it now. We dared you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just we, don't let the Wookiee win. It's <laughs> the one time you don't let the Wookiee win. We, we've got a couple other fun ways I think we're going to theme the table. Uh, we've got custom objective tokens that have the event logo on them that everybody is going to get. Uh, nice. I think it's sponsored by Rebel Lightworks. Um, we, we have the 3,720 to one giveaway, which is very <laughs> Vegas themed. We're going to use, yeah. uh, a, like a, a bingo thing and everybody who finishes all four of their games will get their name written on, uh, on a ping pong ball and we'll put it in the bingo thing. And when you we call your name out, that means you've won a prize. Nice. And so some of those prizes are a master painted custom, uh, Luke and Vader figure. Um, and they're both, uh, they're both uh, samurai style. Oh, oh, I think those I've seen are, some of those. Yeah, we've yeah, started to preview those. Those. Yeah. those are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, War Sigil is donating four uh, mats to us. And okay. um, if you've seen some of the pictures online, they're they're like textured mats. You got the grasses and whatnot on uh -huh. there. Yeah. And so the top four tables is all-terrain donated by Imperial Terrain. And then we're combining those with the War Sigil mats. And the War Sigil mats are actually we're giving those away. Um, at the end of it, part of the giveaway, and so it those sounds are, like you can make some money back on this yeah, trip. Those if you come are some expensive yeah. mats that all you got to do is play four games, and you could walk away with you know and those figures and be there for the drawing. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Can't just don't, play, you can't just play four games and then leave. You got to hang around for yeah. Don't don't, you know. don't go hit the tables quite yet. Yeah, but you know, but it's not just hitting the tables because after after the cut you have more stuff going on as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so we have, so the, the way the format works is there's a four-round Swiss and then a top cut of four players. And those four players, number one's going to play four, two's going to play three, yep. and the winner of those two games gets a maximum firepower qualifier spot. During those two hours um, of downtime, we're actually going to have a couple people that have come forward to run demos because, as I said before, this tournament is – or that the, the con is a large uh, 40K tournament. And so what happens a lot is, you know, you play a five-round series, you've lost your first two games, you know you have no chance of going to the end. Mm -hmm. So you've always got these, like, disenfranchised Warhammer <laughs> players that are like, this game is stupid – and, hey, dummy! Come fight for the real emperor. And, and we're right. gonna we're gonna get them to come in and start playing Legion. And we've yeah. got you know 
Josh here doing the podcast has volunteered to do one of those. Yay. We have Power Nine Games here that's going to donate some terrain. We have John that's going to judge our painting contest. He's already agreed to it. This is not news to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got community members like that that are, that, that are helping. Yeah. There, we're going to run events on the side in that uh, the two and a half hours or so in between the 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 final and the the giveaways, and we'll have an opportunity for you know an opportunity to get new players in the game, hopefully. Fantastic. But also, you know, if, if you came with a buddy or, you you know, you know somebody and you've always wanted to, like, play a game with them, then all of the tables we use during the tournament, the terrain will stay on. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So if you'd, like to, if you'd like to play a game with, um, you know, with one of these community heads or if you'd like to play one with a friend or just do a pickup oh, yeah. game we'll while you're waiting for the giveaway, for, yeah. mm-hmm. that'll be an weekend. option as well. And, and, you know, we've got four months. We've got time to add stuff in to... The event itself, um, we were originally going to try to make it a two-day, but I think for now it, it is just going to be Friday. Okay. Um, but if there are other suggestions for events, well, when on we the show day, up with two hundred players, right. you know, they'll have to. Yeah, and I know, this. I know, we're going to try and run a meetup uh, Thursday night. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll firm up details on that, yeah. and then uh, something else on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. we were talking about like maybe a Thursday night thing to get some last-minute practice in, yeah, and then right. Saturday. The here, Saturday, yeah. we'd like to do like a dinner or something nearby, just to you know, again, get together and you know, really celebrate the community, meet each other, and have yeah, fun. That'd be great. So, yeah, yeah, people. Before we uh, roll dice in anger at each other. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, and I'm telling all the people on the some of the guys that I know from the Discord that are that are coming. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you say hi because I'll finally get a chance to meet yeah, some of you in real right, life. So right, we're, yeah. we're trying to we're trying to peer pressure the guy that leads the Discord into making some t-shirts for us. Right. So there we can go. give those out to the Discord members that go say hi to him and nice. all that good stuff. So. Will it be Team Barricada? Uh, hopefully not, but maybe we'll make a special one just for you. You're the, the last sad member of that. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. We're gonna make sure we yeah. we write a barricade uh, or barricade a table. Yeah, we'll probably get some oh, outrider and you know what? or something. That's actually something that I totally forgot. We're not really changing anything. There's no like special rules things. Okay. There's no painting requirement. Um, and of course, we're being we're, we're being very lax on some of the modeling stuff. Um, we've answered some modeling questions already, clear base questions, stuff like that. Josh, yeah, oh. <laughs> you can you can always look at the event packet for that kind of stuff. But yeah. that was actually one that you just reminded me of: is every player is required to bring two barricades. So before blue player is determined and battle cards are pulled out. So you, what you're saying is Power 9 needs to have a booth down there just selling just for barricades. barricades for people yeah. who forgot. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we'll finally clear them out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually one of the requirements of the tournament is you have to bring barricades because before blue players determined, you will place two bar- up to two barricades, I think it is, on oh, the on okay. the board. Okay. And I know that, you know that it helped with some concerns of terrain at previous tournaments. And so we wanted an opportunity to, you know, not only make our tables look awesome, but include the core set barricade, yeah. which is, I think, a fundamental piece of the I game. See. One more thing. I've got to go paint now. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, no. Primer. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something else, too, that I know some people in the competitive community might be interested to learn is that nice. the barricades are something that is going to be included in this well, tournament. Since we're already bringing down terrain, I'll make sure to get a shopping bag full of barricades. Or barricades, down yeah. Just you get a barricade. And you're you like, get oh, a barricade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Well, it sounds like LVO's on track to be a, a really fun Huge success. event. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. Really looking forward to that. And then finally, speaking of rolling dice and anger, LJ and I played a game today, and about by the end of turn three, I was really rolling dice and anger because he kicked my butt. So yeah. 
Did, did the anger, like, feed you? It did not. Power? No, no, it did oh, not. Okay. Oh, it did. No, okay. so it, it, it wasn't anger. It was flowing through you. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, um, we, we had no, very similar game. We had yeah. very similar list. We, we, we were both Imperial players. We had both uh, used Boba and snipers. Um, I had brought Boba, two sniper teams, uh, Veers, and then some Snows and some, some Stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. And then you had had an almost similar list, just no Snows and, and yeah, bikes. bikes. Yeah, two, two units of bikes, which... Eh, I didn't fly them as well as I normally do. Uh, it was it yeah. was a brawl in the it center, was. which I think is probably why it ended. It, we ended at right. the end of turn four, yeah, I think it was. because it was just, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, it, I didn't have as much cover as I would have liked, mm-hmm. um, which forced me into a couple of more aggressive moves than I would have liked, which left me exposed and out, out some of my units went. But, uh, no, it was a good game. Yep. I, I really enjoyed it. It was the first time using Boba. Uh, and you're right. It's a it's something that you've got, really got to get used to to using. Um, I had a hard time trying to decide where I wanted to commit him into the battle, and the fact that everybody clumped up in the middle made it really hard. <laughs> yeah. Because if you commit him, if I commit gets, him, then like yeah. five units could shoot him. Yeah. So it really made me kind of uh, reluctant to to commit him into the battle. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was good. It was fun. Snipers are great. Yeah. Um, until you roll two black dice oh, with a name token and get blanks. Four blanks. And then blanks yeah. again, which we both did. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, at least the the misery was shared. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was. It really Although, was. The best roll of the game was uh, he, mm. he he had a he had a shot with Veers <laughs> oh, on a yeah. uh, on a on a unit of stormtroopers and only had like two dudes left on it or three dudes left on it, and he rolls crit crit surge, so three crits. Nice. I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> These guys are going to die until I rolled three natural blanks uh, or three natural hits. It feels block. so good. Yeah, it was nice. So, you know, it still took one for the pierce, but um, yeah, it's nice. It's like, oh, God, look at that. And then it's like, oh, thank you, red dice. Yeah. <laughs> and did you like, because um, we tried the LVO, the LVO rules. rules, did you right? like putting the barricades on pre cards? Or do you think. I would have liked it post cards. Okay. Just because the way the board shook out. Um, you know, because we had some some MDF walls, low walls that that got put out, and the houses were. The, I think I had more of the buildings and craters on my end, but there were more uh, of those MDF barricades on the other end. Um, so I was kind of, and we played advanced positions, um, and the way everything kind of, it, it almost ended up kind of long marchish, the way that we had the armies deployed, and the way that all of those MDF barricades were out, um, you got, you, you were able, as blue player, you were able to pick the end that kind of had ones that were more um, parallel to the long, to the short ed- edges of the board. Uh, so I would have liked to have been able to post uh, deployments place some of those barricades so maybe i had a little bit more cover advancing up the board um Man, but we just love cu- uh, gathering game data yeah, <laughs> oh, I do. yeah no, no, no. um you know i'd have to see it played um i could see where that could be abused mm-hmm. in, in key positions right yeah where it's like okay i'm the blue player here here's a barricade here's a barricade and then um, well, hold on. We're going to print out a survey form for you. You can sure. fill it all out. <laughs> right. And then you Everybody can listening yeah. to this uh, will yeah. take the survey. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, I since you're house ruling the barricades, I would, um, if you do it post cards, mm-hmm. I would do it so that, you know, you house ruled that 
those barricades are ineligible to be made key positions. Postcards pre-deployment. Yeah, postcards pre-deployment, but you can't key positions those things. Yeah. Into the core concept of using extra barricades, though, in LVO, gentlemen? I like it. Sure. I like it. Yeah. You know, it gives you uh, the, the one thing that always, uh, and, and it's part of that turn zero where, you know, you set up in the board and sometimes the board is asymmetrically weighted mm-hmm. depending on wh- where the cards end up. As we just saw today, the board might, might uh, benefit one deployment position or one, uh, one uh, you know, if you get intercept the transmissions and it just so happens that there's a, a building that's kind of offset center left and you're on the right side, then you can go ahead and put that, that second token right behind a big piece of structure. And now they've got to go around that structure to get it. Um, so there's always going to be things that you can't control on the board, but being able to have that opportunity to kind of define the battlefield a little bit yourself i think is nice and it's it's two barricades so it's not it's not like you're you're really throwing you know big hunks of scatter terrain down or anything like that it's you know what they're what five inches Mm -hmm. you know two five inch barricades um i like the idea i really like it cool okay that works for me what he said there you go. <laughs> John, your opinion. Oh, uh, he's in Wisconsin still. If you haven't noticed, folks, why there's no John is where... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he went back to the Wampa Cave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he didn't like us anymore. Hey, the Brewers um, were winning last time I checked my phone. I didn't right. like you either. We're actually recording this on, the, on a Sunday uh, yeah. because LJ is here in town. Um, so we were taking this opportunity to do that. So that's and, and John took uh, the opportunity to go back. We got it's kind late. of a long weekend because as, as federal workers, we get uh, we get Monday off. So uh, he took that opportunity to go back uh, go back home. So hey, Columbo Day. Yeah. So all right, folks. Well, that's uh, I think that's it. I think that's we, we got everything. That's a that was very expansive Dude, chat yeah, with we'll LJ here. This, uh, extra large episode. Yeah. So supersized. Woo. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, sir. All right, yeah, yeah, LJ, thanks for joining us. You know, you're, uh, we'll probably you, you've be now been soon. on as many times as Nick Freeman has, so you're both <laughs> BFFs of the show now. Yes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> cool. Oh, if you kick me out, I become a one-night stand of the show, so. Oh. Well, two-night stand. Two-night stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, okay, fine. At this point, I'm more of a long-term the booty call. The Just remember yeah. what happens in Vegas stays here. That's yeah. true. Yeah. No, well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I do appreciate you guys letting me come on again and sure. invade your space for a little bit and play yeah. a game and all that good stuff. So Yeah, it's fun. Thanks it. thanks for coming out, man. We yes. really appreciate it. And so. for you know, everybody that's listening, come to LVO. Make it the destination Legion event of your dreams here in fabulous Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, and to the invaders out there, thank you guys for planning. Hopefully you enjoyed the data, and we look forward to seeing you in the single elimination. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Legion Outriders podcast. He's LJ. That's Matt. Word. I'm Josh. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.